Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to episode 15 of Side Kickback Radio. Um, just like last week, I thought I'd do another intro for this one because uh, another amazing thing happened. I, I had another experimental moment here on Side Kickback. I'm always looking to evolve it and, and, and figure out new and interesting ways to do it. Um, so originally, a couple weeks ago, a fellow alumnus of uh, the UCSB BFA program, David Santana, uh, reached out to me. David has been involved with a theater group um, that goes by the name of Urban Theater Movement, and I, I've seen a few of their plays. And they are so full of passion and emotion. And I, I mean, Handball by Seth v. Z. V. Rosenfeld, when I saw it, it was just so amazing to watch. And uh, this is such a great theater group that I can't recommend enough. And David reached out to me and he said, Hey, uh, UTM is doing. Uh, a play, and I think they would be great, um, you know, to get on the podcast and to talk about and promote it. Um, and so originally, I was going to interview Paul Tully, who is a co-founder of UTM, and uh, is in the play that's currently being performed by UTM. And so it was just, uh, you know, going to be another one-on-one interview with Paul. Um, but then as I was driving back from Arizona, where I've been shooting Highway to Havasu, which by the way, has been going amazing, and um, shout out to all the cast and crew. I, I miss you guys a lot, but don't worry, I'll be back in a in a few hours. Um, I'll be heading back out uh, to to keep keep trugging along with the the great project, and the footage looks amazing, and it's a, such a great movie. Uh, we love it so much already, and and we hope you will too when it comes out. But anyway, um, as I was driving back from Arizona, Paul. Um, kind of called me and and was like hey what do you think about maybe getting the director on and and we have rehearsal tonight and the way that the schedule was working and i was going to probably land in la right about when they would be rehearsing and i didn't want to take away rehearsal time so what ended up happening was um <laughs> the whole pretty much the whole cast and the director um sean e zilk i mean <laughs> we all just huddled around my one microphone and we had a nine ten person conversation about M's pamphlet, um, the play that they are putting on, and it, it's the first homegrown play by UTM. Um, they developed it, and it, I'm so excited to see it. I'll hopefully be able to see it next weekend when I'm back from Arizona. And um, yeah, I mean, it was just great to popcorn this conversation with ten people, and I'm, and I think it sounds great. I, I checked the audio, and I was a little worried, you know, managing the sound of nine, ten people in a semicircle, but I think it worked out, and I really hope you enjoy. And we finally got some acting on the podcast. I really wanted to do this for a while, was to get a kind of radio play thing going, where, you know, every, you know, a couple people would uh, would perform a scene, and and so they performed it for me, and I, and I recorded it, and and I, and now I share it with you. So uh, here it is, episode fifteen, uh, with Urban Theater Movement. Uh, I have nine guests today representing Urban Theater Movement, UTM. It's great to have you guys here yes. in your own theater. I don't know why. <laughs> it's great to have you in your own theater. Um, <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yeah, no, thanks for being here. And this is going to be a fun little experiment for Side Kickback Radio. By the way, that's the name of the podcast for those of you who didn't know. <laughs> We're getting to know each other. So um, why don't we start by, let's go around and everybody just introduce themselves. So hopefully we'll start to get acquainted with whose voice is whose, you know. So Paul, why don't you start? Uh, I'm Paul Tully. And I'm playing Fernando in M's pamphlet. Right. I'm Miguel Amaninu, and I play Detective M. This is the voice of Sean E. Zilk, <laughs> the voice of the writer and director of M's pamphlet. Uh, I'm Spencer Weitzel. I am playing Cut Keller in M's pamphlet. My name is Charlie J. Sanchez, and I'm playing Nando. 
I'm John Lance Duran, and I am understudying uh, Paul Tellias Fernando, and I'm also the voice of the cookie jar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Marilyn Vittoria, and I'm playing Ariel in M's pamphlet. Hi, this is Isabel Davila, and I play the role of Raquel, the eldest daughter. Hi, this is Gisela Stringer, and I'm co-director Shawnee Zilk's sidekick for M's pamphlet. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Alvarez, and I play Pilar in M's Pamphlet. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, welcome, everybody, to Sidekick Back Radio. And um, I guess let's start with uh, the beginning. So this is Urban Theater Movement's first homegrown play, but um, let's go back to the beginning. I mean, how did Urban Theater Movement start? Yeah, my name is Paul Tully. <laughs> Co-founder and current president of Urban Theater Movement. Uh, the company started, uh, I was, uh, after I got out of the military, I started taking some acting classes at Cerritos College, uh, and I was trying to just get my GI Bill money, um, and in doing so, I fell back in love with theater. I acted as a kid, so it was like a return to a long-lost girlfriend. <laughs> and, and I met a couple of the people here uh, we were taking a class together, and I had started producing hip-hop shows in Hollywood, and um, one of the girls from the class, Brenda Banda, had attended one of my shows, and she kind of just started politicking to me, and, you know, we were talking about maybe we should start our own group, something that would, uh, where we could showcase work we want to do, which was really more of an urban-based type of work, something that could get more minority actors working, um, because that wasn't the kind of work we were seeing in school, you know? So, um, yeah, that, that's that's really how it came about. We grabbed some some of the students from the classes and just started doing small, small little events. Uh, we wrote some work and did a couple like, uh, uh, like we did a show called Live Art, and my job was to hunt out venues. So I got us this little nail salon, and I had this like little yoga room. <laughs> we could fit 20 people in there. And Brenda put the show together, uh, and it's still one of my favorite shows. It was so natural and so so original and grassrooted. Uh, I was operating this little stereo with a CD player, and I used to. I was so nervous I was gonna miss my cue to hit play. Like every night, I would practice it and practice it. And uh, I had filled that house. I got 20 people to come, and I was so proud of myself. I thought, damn. I could produce theater. I I have a sold out house for my first production. And that's kind of how we started. And then uh, we started taking things a lot more serious and we just hit the ground running. We started with a production called Dog Sees God by a phenomenal playwright named Burt V. Royal. And uh, we did that in Hollywood. And then we followed that up with with a little one-act festival and uh, from there, we did a play called The Last Days of Judas Iscariot by Stephen Adley Gerges. Uh, that's where we kind of really got on the map. We started meeting industry, theater industry people, uh, you know, people like Stephen Adley Gerges, Elizabeth Rodriguez, Julian Acosta, all these phenomenal people that got involved with us and, and started, uh, we kind of opened eyes to them like, like we had something here, like we were a hidden gem. Then we did a show called Massacre by Jose Rivera from the Labyrinth Theater Company. Um, that's where some people came, came a little more on board. Uh, and we followed that with our breakthrough production of Short Eyes by Miguel Pinheiro. We did that at the LATC, 
we were used to doing like $4,000 budget plays. That one ran us 28000 so it was a, a, a different level. We did it at the LATC downtown. We got rave reviews, got like LA Times Critics Pick, you know, Backstage Critics Choice, uh, LA Weekly Critics Pick. So that one now really put us in, in the eye of like, okay, these kids, these kids are doing something. And that took us on our first tour to Miami, and we did a regional play at the Adrian Arts Center with Short Eyes. And, uh, yeah, we came back from there. We did a production, Handball, by Seth V. Rosenfeld. Which is actually uh, how I, I fell into or fell in love with you guys and your work is that that was because David was in that. David that's right. Montana, and so I came aside and it blew me away. I mean, that was, that was wow. one of the best theater shows I've seen in a long time, you know? Incredible. So, Incredible. Someone's brewing a pot of tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that whistling is tea in the background. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and Handball, Handball took us on our second tour. We went to New York, and we're the first L.A. theater company to ever be brought to uh, Summer Stage in New York. Nice. So that, that, that company's been around over 20 years, and we're the first one in 20 years to come. Matter of fact, we were the first theater production to ever be produced in Summer Stage in New York City. So everything else has been musical events like Mob Deep. They focus a lot on hip-hop and urban type of stuff. So you get big names. Jay-Z's performed there. And uh, we were the first theater company to ever do Summer Stage. So that was that was pretty phenomenal. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and uh, handball takes place in New York City. Takes place, is, correct. In its natural habitat, which I'm <laughs> yeah. sure was just amazing to watch. Yeah, I want to tell uh, a two-second story since I talked already for 20 minutes on how we got started. Um, <laughs> This is just important to me because a couple of the people are sitting here now, like Isabel and Sean. Um, they were with me on a trip to New York uh, two years before Handball went to New York. And uh, it was really important to me because I grew up in New York. So to bring like friends from here back home and like kind of introduce them to the city I grew up in was was great. And we were in Central Park one night and we were just talking about like how our dream would be to actually perform in New York someday. We had no idea about handball. We didn't even know the playwright. Um, and two years later, and we had took a picture that night as a group in Central Park. Two years later, me and Pitsy, Isabel, were on stage getting ready to perform in Central Park. And I looked back at that picture I had on my iPhone, and we were in the same exact spot. <laughs> That's awesome. Two years before, <laughs> a group of us dreaming we'd perform in New York. And now we were in New York, me, Isabel, and Spencer Whitesell also, who's in this cast. So we got to perform in Central Park. So that was pretty, pretty amazing how uh, God works and or the universe, or the wind, or whatever you believe in. <laughs> but it, it, it brought us in full circle to, to Central Park. <laughs> Thank the wind. Yeah. <laughs> and the trees. We um, manifested it. <laughs> so, um, uh, sorry, just for the timeline again, uh, how long ago did UTM start? Yeah, this is, this is going to be our fifth year. Nice. We started in 2010. Uh, I believe it was like January 2010, officially. officially. Got, yeah. yeah. So... And, Five uh, years. And for our listeners who don't run theater groups, uh -huh. how hard is it to run a theater group? That's a great <laughs> question. That's a, I, and I'll let other people talk. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's incredibly difficulty, uh, difficult. The things that, that, and not just because of the things people talk about, like it's hard to get crowds in. I mean, these are theater problems that have been going on for years. You know, the decline in theater has went for, this is two, three generations in. You know, like my grandparents were theater fans, but 
pretty much after that generation, it starts to decline, right? Like my parents weren't in the theater, you know, then our generation, my generation comes in. I mean, you know, I mean, as a general public, it's not really a theater thing. You know, movies have taken over and now you get into this generation today. People, people don't go, Hey, let's go see a play this weekend. You know, they're like, they want to go out, have a good time, go to clubs, party. Uh, they go to the movies for entertainment. So it's really difficult mainly to get people in to pay to see live performances. But I'm going to say the more difficulty than that. That's the easy part because that's marketing and, and selling your product. But the hard part is what happens internally. You know, egos flaring. Uh, people work very hard in theater, so you work yourself to the bone. And um, people aren't always appreciative towards each other. Like in anything in life, families like that, right? You don't always say to your brother, oh, man, I love you for everything you do. You're great. No, you don't. So that's what's hard about running a theater company is to keep a group of extremely passionate artists because all of us are there's not anybody nobody has a bigger dream than the other person like whether it's the guy who's you know an understudy or the lead role or the famous playwright or the no you know no name playwright everybody has dreams so to be able to keep us all on the same level and same grid that's difficult and that's that's what i would say has been our most difficult challenge but somehow we always seem to pull through and uh keep our eye on the ball and and what we're all trying to do here but I'll let other people talk about. Well, so I have a question. How many of you guys have like some sort of formal theater background training, whether it be a, a BFA or something like that? I mean, I, 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 <laughs> I'm graduating this year. Oh, great. From where? Cal State Long Beach. Okay, great. And is that BA or BFA? BA. BA. Okay. Yeah. And anyone else? And which is totally fine. what I'm getting at is like you don't need it is my I think exactly. my point because yeah. when I saw handball I was just like it was just so full of just passion and 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 it was part of the charm to it was that it was just such an intense collection of just passionate artists and that's really pretty much all you need and I mean you know theater training it's useful in some ways but like you guys did it you know what I mean and yeah. so I think that's awesome thank you yeah yeah, yeah thanks yeah. And that's another golden question I think people always have when it comes to art, you know, like uh, what's the formal training? I mean, because we do have members in the company that have MFAs from UCLA, USC. Um, we have members that have went to Columbia. So we have the, we have a member at Juilliard or just got out of Juilliard. Uh, she's been on tour. So we have different levels. But what I what I would note as that is like the. You know, the founder, co-founder of the company who's been around and in part of every yeah. production. And I have got to see different levels of training and what they bring to the stage. You know, what it does help in formal training is 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 um, network. You know, it helps a, a individual yeah. with their network and building a little bit of a established, you know, ground under them. Where for the un, unformal trained actor, yeah. you got you really got to hustle. That's the thing. You really got to get yourself out there, get people to want to take interest in you because you don't have that backing. But when it comes down to the work, I don't really think it, it, it means anything. I mean, don't get me wrong. The people with training, they got vocal training. I mean, you know, so their instruments sharper. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I've never seen anybody outshine because they've had, if anything, I think I've seen the ones without the training with the heart. Outshine yeah. the ones well, no, the I was going to say, yeah. like, yeah. with the plays that you guys do, it feels like the rough around the edges yeah. is like necessary, you know? Absolutely. Which is all the kind of charm of, or not charm, but the, the identity of urban theater movement. You know? right. right. Cool. So let's let's talk about M's plan pamphlet, the uh, what brings us all here today. So, Sean, mm -hmm. this is the first homegrown play of UTM, and you wrote it. 
and are directing, right? That's correct. All right, cool. Well, <laughs> so where did it come from? Uh, the idea? I mean, how, did, uh, how was it born? It was born, it was born a couple years ago. Uh, there was a period when uh, like a lot of children were being killed. And um, uh, I guess I was really sensitive to that, that type of news. And I, I, just, I literally just had the thought, man, if I got my hands on the murder of these kids, I would like to torture them. <laughs> it was a dark thought. But um, <laughs> you're not alone, though. Uh, thank you for that. And so, I, honestly, that's just where it began. I was just I started writing about this family who had their youngest murdered, and uh, this kind of mysterious detective comes in. He he found them and and uh, brings them into the house, uh, and they get this chance to torture him uh, for 24 hours, and uh, and that that was the basic premise, and then it just came, went on from there. And I've been developing it for a while. Um, I wrote it like two years ago. I didn't touch it until last summer we went to Vassar. We did a trip to Vassar and it was read there. Then I started working on it a little bit more. And especially when we started, decided, started to decide that we were going to do original works, that's when I really started working on it. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, then it got chosen and here we are now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is it it's kind of seems like it's a revenge play almost, kind of like yeah. Tarantino, like Django Unchained, or not Django, <laughs> or Django Unchained and uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, it like could be described as a revenge play. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I cool. think I originally titled it uh, Revenge in Three Meals because it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> but, uh, and those are the three acts? Those are three acts, yeah. Great. And revenge is always best served cold. Yes. <laughs> yes. You have to get your just desserts. As are all three Yeah. Nice. So, um, in the rehearsal process, I mean, I'm sure you've been a part of it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what's it been like to work a play and have the actors put it on their feet, put it on its feet, you know, as you go through? Yeah. And you see it in front of you and rewrites. And That's definitely one thing, is that once the play's on its feet, you definitely see where you need to rewrite some stuff. Um, I might still rewrite after the play's over, <laughs> after the round's <laughs> over. But um, it's it's been it's been really fun, but it's been really difficult. This is like the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I've never directed a full length play ever, and also we did it really really quick. Like we did it in like four weeks. Um, yeah. Not everybody was available fully those those four weeks, so it was really tough. But I don't think there's gonna be an experience ever like this again because I won't do four week rehearsals. <laughs> but um, I'm done with those. Yeah, I'm done with those. But it's been it's been an awesome experience. I'm working with people that I love, that I've been around. I've been they've been my friends for years, and um, I don't know the creative people. They put a lot of input into the play, into the characters, and uh, I don't think the play would be what it is without without these people. So, and that way, it's been an awesome experience. But and so you want to keep writing stuff and keep developing yeah. things through UTM, I'd imagine. Yeah, that would, that would be ideal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. So for any of the actors that are in it, I mean, what's from your side? What's it like to work on it? I mean, I'm sure you've worked shop plays before, or maybe you haven't. Uh, you know, what's it like to have a play and have it rewritten as you sit there and get new pages or get any get to put input into it? You know, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's because I mean. It's, it seems kind of dangerous to have a, a rewrite, even maybe like the day of a show, but you know, I, I don't know, it's just so obvious that it's, just, it's making the play better and it's born out of a place that like we organically came up with this, yeah. you know, this, this energy or whatever that the play is. And um, I don't know, that's kind of how Sean works anyway. This is my third time working with Sean. 
Uh, I did a, a little film with him and another little one act with him, and now we're doing this this show. And um, just the the creative process is extra creative, I think, mm -hmm. with Sean. It's there's a there's a collaboration, and there's um, there's just this encouragement to just get crazy, mm -hmm. you know. And then some weird rewrites get born from just improvs or whatever that we find and then he'll kind of guide it and, yeah. and make it a thing you know cool so how's it how's the audience been receiving the play the, the, <laughs> the kind of a uh hair standing on end kind of thing or? i think it confuses them a bit which is yeah. good it's a good thing though it's uh i think they don't know whether to laugh or to gasp at the same time yeah in yeah. one moment one time they're talking about torturing a killer of children, and then the next moment they're fighting over, like, you know, whatever, chili, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just, you know, it's really interesting to put the audience in that space where they're, they don't know how to feel. And that's exciting. Yeah. It's dangerous. It's really exciting for the audience, I think. Um, and it, I think it charges the performance even more um, to keep the audience guessing that way. Um, it definitely keeps them in, in tune. You yeah. can see them sit up at certain parts or gasp when, you know, uh, something makes an appearance on stage. You know, it's, it's, it's really, um, it's electric. And, uh, and I think that's what's really special about Sean's writing is he really doesn't, uh, he doesn't do the work for you as an audience member. You have to do the work for yourself. You have to really listen and, um, you know, because there's so much going on. Um, on all sorts of different emotional levels, comedic levels. Um, and so I think that's, that's, it's really special about this play. And working on it, um, uh, original play, I've always dreamed of it, actually. I read books, you know, an actor that wrote this book about basically working on original plays in, in London growing up. And I can't remember his name right now. But um, he, I'd always dreamt of working on an original piece and creating a character. And I've literally worked on this uh character since the first reading of it yeah um nando is it really close to my heart i feel like um it's a just complete collaboration i feel like that with everyone everyone on this show has been a, it's been a complete collaboration with sean to create a truly original character yeah. which is you know it's why we got into theater f yeah. in the first place i think it's crazy to think that no one's done this part before. You know? Yeah. yeah. You've taken ownership it's of it. Really mind blowing, yeah. yeah. Taking its virginity. Oh. Or that. <laughs> That's yeah. the best way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, is Nando the killer, or do we want no. to reveal Well, it? Nando is the son, the okay. baseball player. So um. it's Spencer, I'm looking at the family portrait right now, so Spencer, you're the killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I play the I play the guy who did the terrible, terrible thing. That's yeah. safe to say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, we can it's always cut one. something out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you're always like to cut that out, no. <laughs> but um, no, so in yeah. terms of well, yeah, it's not a mystery. People always wonder what it's like to act as a person who does bad things, you know, because you yeah. can't do what's called character assassination, which is you know judge your character you right. have to be on their side kind of and yeah it's very tricky, you so. gotta be their lawyer uh, yeah. in a way yeah. and yeah. defend them to the end <laughs> i um i don't know it was weird it, it was like rehearsal the rehearsal process was a little dark when um you know i'm on my own and i'm watching these documentaries about people who have 
killed a lot of people <laughs> and uh, or just about like hearing about families and their reactions and um uh, but the way I kind of look at it I um I mean I understand the character's philosophy I just think about that and then I think about uh what he believes he's doing more than anything else and then I kind of you know it's just playing like the tactics and he's he's not doing something that's wrong in his in his eyes and I'm more thinking about like the the relationships with the people in the room specifically and then um i don't know i like just you know just putting it all together or whatever and figuring out your own thing and then letting the audience kind of diagnose you do you know what i mean because like some people are going to say like this guy's out of his freaking mind (laughs) but like it's the sanest thing to me you know that's that's the way i look at it so uh, let's talk about the run. I mean, uh, you guys have st- opened. This is your going to be which weekend is coming up? It's uh, this first, is first weekend. First oh, weekend. this is first weekend. Yeah, yeah. Weekend. yeah. And yeah. how long do you run for? Just three weeks. So we close on the 29th of March, Sunday. All right, cool. So it's a short, short run. Short run. And uh, where can people get tickets? They could go to uh, Brown. Brown I'll let Gisela handle this. Brownpapertickets.com. Stalecookie.bptme. We have a lot of links on Facebook and all that, yeah. and, uh, and our yeah. website as well. Find M's pamphlet on Facebook. Yeah, go to urbantheatermovement.com, check out our website. Uh, no matter what, do that. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, does anybody want to add anything before I guess we'll maybe do, some, do a scene or two? Or I'd some? like to yeah. ask a question about how it was oh. working with uh with urban through your movement for the first timers elizabeth and uh, marilyn um, <laughs> I, i'm really curious to hear what they have to say stop threatening me paul um well for me this is has this has been a really 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 good experience um especially because i come from you know your tv acting um, and I do stand-up comedy. So to come in and, first of all, my audition was absolutely fun. So I, I, I hate to sound cocky, but when I walked out of here, I said, yeah, I got it. <laughs> just because of the energy, it just made me feel real comfortable. Yeah, I felt it. And, um, but everybody here has been amazing. And I have to say that, um, Sean, you, you crazy. <laughs> and I heard a lot of people um, say about the play that it was like they were in a twilight zone type thing so if that says anything about the the play but i'm very honored to have been or to be a part of this production and to be surrounded by so many talented people of all ages because i think i'm the eldest here um but i I think i sometimes think like i'm the youngest (laughs) But, but that'll never change um and i have to say too spencer um is the sweetest person i've ever met to play such a dark character and I have to get physical with him as as a a lot of us do and it was so hard for me like we had to switch it because I just felt guilty because he's so nice as a person but the character you just want to kill him but it's been a great experience and I I have to say in the short time that I've worked with you guys I absolutely love each and every one of you so it's been a great time so far yeah Yeah. and we have another perspective yeah um, this is weird, but I'll do it anyways. Um, this is my first like full length play that I have done since high school, and honestly, it's it's been really moving. It's been very 
frustrating, emotional. Um, it's literally been like a really crazy roller coaster that I can't get enough of. Um, I've met like so many people here and they are literally like the best people I've met. They're so passionate and they all have like the same dreams that I have. And it's just really a really good feeling to meet people like that because it's hard to meet people who um, have really big dreams like that. I usually, my, uh, I don't come from a really uh, artsy family. So me saying I want to do theater is really out of the norm in my family. It's more like you should be a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. So it's it's kind of nice knowing people who want the same thing I do. And it's been really fun. Woo! <laughs> um, it, it's, it's so good to hear, hear people that are working with us for the first time say stuff like that. Uh, I just wanted to say to whoever's listening, um, you know, urban theater movement is uh, really trying to do something. Look, like like all artists, I mean, I, it's like regurgitating the same dialogue from everybody. Everybody's trying to do something different and fresh and new. And everybody wants to save theater and they want to be the first of their class. But the reality is ideas have been done, like film. It's very difficult to come up with something new in our field, you know, Um there's been so many fantastic artists that come before us, whether it's filmmakers, actors, writers, you know, art designs. I mean, it's almost like one of those uphill battles where it's like, okay, how do I top or how do I create something that hasn't been done, right? That's the key question. That's the question we all ask. And there's so many passionate people around the world, especially here in LA, that are, have writing groups and, and we're all trying to come up with fresh ideas. What I'm trying to say is, Urban theater movement really has done what we do or we're doing what we do for things like what Marilyn here just said. And uh, she said that she comes from a family that's not so artsy, right? We come from suburban areas. Um, a lot of us uh, weren't raised in the arts. So that's like our main mission. So if anyone's listening, just know that what what we really want to do is showcase our work to people who have never experienced theater. That's always been my mission as as the co-founder and president of this company. My number one mission with this company is is yes to appeal to you know thespians and 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 intellects and uh theater elites sure i mean that's great let's go to broadway let's do shit but what i really really want to do is appeal to people who have never experienced this art form and there's a lot of people and it's um it's so earlier when i said there's a generation that has died out of theater lovers like my grandparents and great-grandparents where theater was a really big thing especially in new york theater was the thing to do you know it's friday night let's go to theater i mean people young people go on dates that way in new york that's like the culture it's like let's go to dinner and go to theater you know uh go to the opera out here that doesn't exist you know it's like oh wicked's in town we'll go to the pantages that's like how people see theater here it's mm -hmm. it's really not a regular so as those generations are gone, there's a much broader generation of people who have never experienced live theater. So when people talk about our business is in a bad place and it's very impossible to get people in, I say our business is in the best place it's ever been because there's a huge scope of people that have never seen theater. 
And I'm proud to say that Urban Theater Movement has brought in people from Skid Row. We brought in groups from uh, homeless shelters like Dern Short Eyes um, for our next production replica. Uh, we're really focusing on rehab centers and I really want to reach out to people who have never seen this so they could get that that orgasm that you have in live theater that feeling that's so intimate that you only get seeing it it's not like a movie you know like a movie's great but it's something that actors are sharing with you it's a beautiful experience and even if you only see it once if you can't afford to see it but you're willing to come see it Add us on Facebook. Add Paul Tully on Facebook. Send me a message. Please come. If you can't afford it, come on my dime. I want you to see what we're doing and, and, and judge us through that aspect. You know, because I know it's expensive out there and people got bills and uh, theater's not, you know, the thing on your to-do list. So, anyways, uh, just hearing her say that about, like, she doesn't come from a background of that, it, it makes me think, um, I, you know what? Our first production, Dog Sees God, the way that was selected, I it, I love it. You know, I was working at a jewelry store in retail, right? And we were like, we need to do a production. So I had all these plays brought to me. So I had like 30 plays on my desk. And I'm trying to read them like when there weren't customers in there because I'm a salesman. I'm selling like engagement rings. And then as soon as customers leave, I'm trying to read plays. And I had a girl working with me who was an ex-stripper from Compton. And she had, like, bettered her life, and she got a little job at a retail store, right, selling jewelry. And I, I love this girl because she comes at every production. This is how our first play got This is how I picked our first play, bro. So, like, what happened was one day, one day she's like, uh, what do you keep reading? I'm like, oh, I'm reading plays. She's like, what are plays? I'm not kidding. I said, oh, plays, you know, plays, like theater. She goes, oh. Um, she goes, can I look at one? I said, yeah, okay. So she just grabbed one out of the pile. And she's reading it in the corner. A customer comes in. So, you know, I go ahead and let her read. I'm like, I got it. I go deal with the customer. She's reading. She's laughing. She's laughing. I'm like, what the fuck is she reading? You know? <laughs> so it's her lunchtime. I'm like, hey, you know, go clock out for your lunch. She goes, do you mind if I hold your plan? I'm going to read it for my lunch. I go, Okay. <laughs> So I'm watching her from outside the store, and she's busting up. She's smoking a cigarette outside. She's laughing. She reads the whole play, bro. Comes back in, and she's like, oh, my. I think this play is about the peanuts. I think this is Charlie Brown. And she goes, dude, they're having orgies and stuff. This is hilarious. And I'm like, okay. And then, like, throughout the day, it hits me, beam. If that play just changed her life for that moment, that's all my mission is. This is someone who's never read it. She didn't know what a play was. And I said, this is the play we're going to produce. And we produced that play, and that play was a huge hit. I still get emails from people like, dude, that play was amazing. And that play is Dog Sees God by Burt B. Royal, if any of you are interested in plays. But um, <laughs> my point is that's what makes it all worth it, man. It's like those are the people that I think we all filmmakers, everybody wants to get, right? The untapped, you know, the untapped. So anyways, if anybody's interested in what we're doing or if that story hopefully didn't scare you away, but <laughs> that means we have strippers at our show sometimes. So come see us. Uh, but that's the story. Da-da-da.
Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to say, as somebody who's only been doing this for like four years, that this is probably Ems pamphlet is probably the best thing I've ever done ever uh, in regards to theater. So I just yeah, that's do what you want with that. This is my second plug there. Yeah. Yeah. He speaks for all of us. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, that, that was such a great story. Thank you. And uh, true story. <laughs> true story. And uh, I think we can uh, end on that. And uh, if you guys wanna wanna act, let's act. Let's act. act. Let's act. I got this problem though. I can't remember any of my lines. You know, you're the only one with the demons. I think, right? I do have them. Yeah. Well, me and Ariel. That, that's why it's so easy for me to recognize it. I don't believe you. Look at your face, bud. It's impossible. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Prepare your dinner. Keep Ariel hungry and the demons well fed, if you don't believe me. She's just stressed out, that's and all. Pillar! Welcoming some demon cousins with open arms with all this talk about biological functions? Like biology ever explained anything about life or, or the evils within it? Well, she didn't say that exactly. She might as well have, man. Look, I can't, all I'm saying is I can't imagine Jesus ever saying anything about biological functions. Hmm? Look, here's the deal. I don't really mind all of the science devil talk because because I already had a place reserved for me in hell as soon as I was put together by the Creator. I just don't... I don't want to be neighbors with Ariel and Pilar. In hell? Yeah, man! I mean, that's like an eternity, isn't it? I don't want that for them. Well, the, the puppet masters have already chosen torture for me and I can already see it in the two of them. Ah! It's getting hot in here, isn't it? Are you feeling it? Are you understanding me? What, like in hell? Yeah! I know you're understanding me. I don't! Why are you still here then? Because I'm looking through my old granny's recipe index card. That's a checkbook! You should really be looking up the ingredients for peace! I have been trying to, obviously. It's for their own good that they keep away from me. I said I've been trying to. That's what I said. They're gonna need you now more than ever. Oh. No, you talk crazy. No, I don't. That can't happen to them. It's happening. You're speaking nonsense. No, I'm not. No, don't, don't choke the messenger. With the devil's tongue. What? What Jesus do? Let's Mom do it. Sidekick back radio. What's up? Sidekick back radio. Can I get chop? Sidekick back radio. What's up? 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 Sidekick back.